Welcome to the South Canadian Valley Church of Christ podcast. Please enjoy the following study. But today we're studying Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. Very few verses. And the Apostle Paul really gets a strong point across in just a few verses. And I hope I don't... uh, make the Christian life seem too awful hard to bear as we go through this, but but there are things that the Christian needs to do. And, and Paul addresses the main one here in these few verses. You know, he uses armor as a reference here because the first century Christians knew all about armor. You know, if that soldier had all that armor on, you couldn't penetrate him with a sword. You couldn't stab him with a knife. Uh, I know he had to feel very secure and, and not afraid of anything. And that's where the Apostle Paul is pointing us today in the armor that he wants us to put on. And so that we will be comfortable, so that we will not be afraid, so that we will know that When the devil knocks, we'll be able to close the door. Well, not every time, but most of the time we'll be able to close the door. You know, I think about uh, Lot and his wife as they left Gotham and Samara. She looked back. She remembered something back there that, that she wanted to go back to. And God turned her into a pillar of salt. Well, I I hate to admit this, but under the same circumstances now, I'd be a pillar of salt. And I think most of my brothers and sisters would be a pillar of salt. And that's, that's what Paul is trying to keep us away from. That kind of attitude of looking back at maybe what where we had some fun, what we did that we shouldn't have done. Uh, I went to the uh, school reunion yesterday. And at 85, my class is about all gone. Getting pretty short. Because there was only 56 seniors in my class. And some of those things are hard to bear. Some of them were real good friends even though maybe I hadn't seen them in 20 years or better. But they were real good friends at one time in my life. One of them, the last school reunion I went to, I told them I'd been preaching since I was 17. And one of my fellow classmates that I was pretty friendly with, he said, I think you need to make that 12. You convinced me I needed to be baptized when I was 12 years old. And he said, it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I had to explain to him that uh, that was the wrong baptism. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, uh, that's kind of hard to do, but, but I had the opportunity to explain to him that, hey, that's the wrong baptism. We need to look at the right one. Uh, those are opportunities that we miss a lot of times and look over. And we need to be looking for them. But in Ephesians 6, 10 through 17, he starts out in verse 10 
Be strong in the Lord. Now, I had about 30 scriptures involving being strong in the Lord. And I pointed that out at our business meeting or uh, workshop for teachers. And Bruce said, well, if you speak over 25 minutes, I'll do cartwheels back here in the audience. And, and I don't want to see that. So I'll try to keep it to 25 minutes uh, or less. Be strong in the Lord. Philippians 4.13 I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That, that, that's, that's enough. We don't need 20 Scriptures about God's power to make us strong in Him. Be strong because... You can have all the strength you need through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And then in verse 10, in the power of His might. Another place we could have used hundreds of scriptures about the power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You know, when we think about armor, we think about poor David. As a young lad, went down there to feed his brothers in the army and there was this big standoff with, with Goliath out there and David finally convinced them that he could go against Goliath. And Saul started taking off his armor and putting it on David. You've got to have armor if you're going to go out there. Well, I don't think they even had it all on him when he said, I can't even walk in this. And took it off. And he with the Lord Jesus, God behind him and in front of him, went out and slayed the giant. The power of, a, of his might. And the one verse that I picked for that, 1 Corinthians 6, verse 14, And God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. And we don't need another scripture about that. That's enough. That's what we're looking forward to. Raise us up by His power. It's coming. It's coming. Look forward to it. Be ready for it always. And at the very last, He tells us how to be ready for it. How to be looking forward to it. Of these seven verses. Put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. Now think about that. He's telling us to put on something that will protect us. That will make us feel at peace because we know, we know all this stuff can't penetrate this armor. And God has that same armor, type of armor for us. How wonderful that is that we can put on the armor of God. It, it, it's a great it's a great thing and wonderful thing that God has armor for us. We may be able to stand against all the wiles of the devil. You know, in Matthew 4 and 9, Jesus tells us how. 
Jesus tells us how, but Jesus answered and said, it is written, Jesus used the Word of God, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Satan gave him the opportunity after 40 days of fasting, 40 days and nights, gave him the opportunity to turn rocks into bread. And Jesus could have done it. He could have called angels to feed him. But instead, he tells Satan, we need to live by the Word of God. In verse 12, he tells us, well, he gives us a whole host of things that they had problems with there. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. That's quite a list. That's quite a list of things that were after them to give up God and serve Him. You know, that wasn't the only only person that they would have to give up God to serve, and that was Caesar. You know, in flesh and blood, we don't fight flesh and blood. It's not a sword battle out here between me and someone else to have to serve God. But you know what it is a battle with? It's a battle with myself. It's controlling myself. That's what the Apostle Paul said. 1 Corinthians 9 verse 27, But I, I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, least when I have been preached to others, I myself will become disqualified. I myself will become disqualified. This is a message ooh, to all of us that stand in this pulpit. This is a message that tells us don't be like the Pharisees. Don't say, don't do as I do, but do as I say. And it's a message that us that preach the Gospel need to really take to heart. He expects more out of us. And sometimes we fail. We need the prayers of our brothers and sisters in Christ that, that we don't fail, we don't mess up, that we manage to keep the faith in our heart and keep moving forward for God and for you. That's why we're here. We are for you, for your spiritual needs. And if you have any, touch us. Talk to us. And I assure you, anything that's said in that office in there stays in that office. Unless you want it out. And you'd have to tell us that you want it brought before the congregations for us to do it. And we hope that you are secure in that fact. 
And if you have a problem, I don't care what it is, financial, spiritual, whatever it might be, we're willing to talk and to help any way we can. Yeah, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against ourselves. Our own ability to contain self. Our own ability not to want more than we can afford. Not to lust after our neighbor's wife. A lot of things are named here. One of them that wasn't was the fact that they might not know but what the next knock on their door would be a Roman soldier telling them to kneel down Forget God, kneel down and worship Caesar. Or we'll kill you and your whole family. That was what they had to look forward to then. We don't yet in this country, it may be coming years from now, but there are countries in this world right now that people are having to face that very same thing. Knock on the door, give up God, and worship the ground. Worship something else. Worship Baal. Uh, Baal still exists. Uh, worship Him instead of God, or we'll kill you and your whole family. Uh, you know, that might have been covered, or could have been, there where He says principalities. I had looked that up in the dictionary to really get a view of what it meant. And it covered six or seven things just real quick that could hinder us in our walk for God. All of them hinder things that could cause us to lose our walk for God. In the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts, Somebody that we might think is spiritual sitting right beside us in this room might attempt to lead us astray. Especially in the young people, the teenagers. It's, it's, it's rough on them. Once we get older, we kind of get set in our ways and our way of following after God. Uh, I hate to say it becomes a habit because that's not what it needs to be. Not a habit, but a great desire to be here every time the doors are open. Be in every Bible study we can possibly be in. And that's a great help spiritually to be in those Bible studies. Then the rest of verse 12 is that list of the many things. And you know, he could have gone on. He could have spent half the Bible on those things that those people faced. And if we wrote down all of them that we have today, it would be 
a book long in this world right here that we live in. Because everywhere you turn, you see the opportunity for sin. Unless you're turning for God's Word. The opportunity's not there. And that's where we need to be. In God's Word. Fully into it. Verse 13, he says, put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. We need to find out what that whole armor is if we're going to put it on. And he's going to tell us in the 17th verse what that whole armor of God is. And we'll know how to put it on. We'll know how to wear it because it's going to explain to us how where he points us in that last verse today. Verse 14, he says, truth. Put on the whole truth. How are you going to put on the whole truth? I see some people out there smiling. They know how we're going to put on the whole truth. You know, in my case, I've told stories about my youth that I probably added a little something to them way back then that was a little white lie. And, and, and you know, a little white lie is a sin, just as bad as any other sin you may have. But I've told it so many times that when I tell it today, I think it's true. How many of us do that and have done that? Telling stories about our youth. Uh, just added enough to them that, that we just, we're really telling a lie every time we tell them, basically. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a workman who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. 2 Timothy 2.15 A young man that was starting out to preach. Make every word truth. There are several different things that uh, we could go through that help you sort out the truth. And, but he's going to cover that too. I have a hard time not getting ahead of Paul. 1 Kings 17.24, for instance, Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. And we've got that from all of the prophets, all the apostles. The words of God come from their mouths. And is written down for us. And then he goes into righteousness. 1 John 2.29 If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is from Him. 
talking of God. If you know God is righteous, boy, we better know God's righteous. And that every word and every one knows because of your righteousness that you are righteous just like Him. And that's part of spreading the gospel. Being righteous causes other people to wonder about your righteousness. They may even ask. Wouldn't that be wonderful? If a complete stranger asks about our righteousness, and that's, that's the way we're supposed to go. That's how righteous we're supposed to be. Be ready always. Be ready always to tell about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Does everyone you know and have been around know that you were born of Christ by your righteousness? Verse 15, are you prepared to tell the gospel of Christ? And are your feet moving to do this? Let's read that verse 15. And having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What is the gospel of peace? The gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's the gospel of peace that we can live peacefully here and forever through eternity. The gospel of our Lord and Jesus, Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 16, he goes into faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 1. What do we hope for? If we give an abbreviation of what was just said, it, it doesn't really point too well to the things, but what do we hope for? We hope for eternity in the presence of God and His Son. That's a great hope. And a love that we have to have. What have we not seen? Well, we didn't see the creation of the worlds, the earth, the moon, the stars. We didn't get to see all that. We have it recorded that we can see it through the Word of God. And we didn't get to see Jesus Christ on the cross. Where do we see it? We see it through the Scripture. We see it through the Word. Through the true Word. We see Jesus hanging on that cruel cross of Calvary. How rough it must have been. How terrible it must have been to be hanging on that cruel cross. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. A good abbreviation for, for or a good dictionary account for faith. We're looking forward to eternity. We're looking forward to all the wonderful, pleasant 
times we'll get to spend with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Then in verse 17, he says, Take the helmet of salvation. What is the helmet of salvation? The helmet of salvation is being buried with him in baptism, arise and walk in newness of life. The helmet of salvation is to obey the gospel. And if you haven't done that, today is the day to do it. Right now. And then start adding all these other things. Yeah, you might say the Apostle Paul, with my help here, has, has made the Christian life seem a little hard to live. But if you put on that helmet of salvation, it's not that hard to live. Because that helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, sword of the Spirit, what the Spirit done for us? The Spirit has created His words, has given His words to us, has given us the opportunity to serve Jesus Christ throughout this life. And that's all, that's all the Apostle Paul is asking of us and telling us how to do it. He's telling us and take the helmet of salvation then and the sword of the Spirit which is the Word of God. So he's telling us to know the Word, to study the Word, and we will be able to fulfill all these things. We'll be able to tell Satan to get behind us, get away from us, but only by the Word of God. By the Word of God, we can, we can help somebody become a Christian. By the Word of God, we can just do so much. So much. We, if we want to, by the Word of God, with Him at our back, we can slay the giant. And that giant is the devil that we're fighting today. Yeah, we've made it sound kind of hard to do that. But if we study the Word of God, know the Word of God, put it in our hearts and our minds, then it makes it so much easier to tell Satan to get behind us. Stay away. Don't know the hearts and minds of those that are present here this morning? Maybe you haven't obeyed the gospel of Christ. Maybe you haven't become a Christian and studied the Word of God so you'll know how to become a Christian. Well, there's just... A few easy steps. Repent. Confess that you know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and the Savior of man. And be buried with Him in baptism to rise and walk a newness of life for the remission of your sins. You will actually meet Jesus' blood in the watery grave of baptism. How wonderful that is. So if there's one this morning that needs prayers, or one that wants to obey the gospel, we, as Paul would say, we beseech you, we beg you to come forward and let us help you.
as we stand and sing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. For further information about our church, please go to normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com, normanchurch.com.